I am sitting down with NC State head coach Braden Holloway, recently crowned ACC champions on the men's side. This is embarrassing. Did your women get second? No, we were third. third? Okay. We had a good battle with Louisville. We went back and forth a few a little bit. Um, I felt like we need to get a bigger lead because they had some really good events going into the last day, especially like the women's hunter free. And we just didn't quite do enough and, and they came back pretty good. So it was a good battle, but we, we got third. First off, just heading into these ACC championships, um, um, what were your goals as a team, as a men's team, as a women's team, women's team, as a combined? You know, how how do you go about telling telling your athletes, all right, this is this is our purpose for this ACC championships? Yeah, you know, I mean, our our teams were different this year, a little bit. Um, a little bit different story for each team this year. Our, our men, our depth is still pretty good. Um, you know, the hard part was trying to figure out what guys were going to go. Um, the women, it, you know, wasn't quite as hard. Our, we, we graduated a really good class last year for our, our program. Um, you know, some heavy hitters, you know, especially in the breaststroke um, and a lot of relay, you know, help. Um, so our women, it was a little bit of a different approach. Like, you know, we have some ladies that you kind of know they're going to, they're going to do what they're going to do and, and they're going to compete pretty hard. So one of our goals with the women, knowing this is a, a pretty younger team for us, um, was the next level of women to elevate. Um, can we get a few new faces to make the A finals? Can we get a few, um, I mean, we had a bunch that have never been, so it was a lot of firsts, um, and so really it was, you know, we, we figured, you know, like Virginia's going to be pretty darn strong. You know, people are going to have to be, I mean, it would take, you know, a lot for, for that to change. But really it was like, can we get in and the, the, the C level move to the B? Can the B level become more of an A? Can we get some ladies to score in some, you know, one more event better? So that was kind of the things that we kind of talked about as a women's program. Um can we compete better on the boards? Um, Cause we put together, this was probably our better diving squad this year for the women. Um, and for the men, it was more of, we, we, for our invite, we, we didn't pick up as many qualifiers as I thought we could. So we still had to get some qualifier. We still had to post some good times to, to put ourselves in a you know, position to make NCAAs with a lot of guys. And so we had to, we had to get some more guys prepared than, than probably last year and, and maybe even the year before. But, um, we, we tried some different things on relays this meet. We tried a few different events for a couple of guys to kind of figure out what's best in March to do with a couple people. Um, and so it was a little bit of a different approach for, for both teams going into it um this year you know and we always kind of talk about you know you can't control what other teams are going to do there's going to be some some great moments that are going to be there for other teams like you know i was kind of telling our guys it was kind of fun to watch 
uh, Notre Dame, do, you know, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit about when we kind of got going here in 2013, you know, um, is when we kind of really started moving up. So it was kind of fun. But, you know, really just focusing on what we can control, focusing on managing ourselves, managing our emotions, managing um, our recovery and, and how we're handling ourselves so we're better prepared for March. Yeah. Um, we're there. I, I, I have a few specifics I want to talk to you about. Uh, first off, one of my favorite storylines from this meet on your team was Sam Hoover, who came in and it was extremely versatile and I think has swum maybe every stroke for you guys. You know, he does IM, he does freestyle. Um, he was your sole entry in the 100 breast. Uh, and he ended up winning the B final 52 two. Um, can you tell me a little bit about his season and, and how you guys saw him slotting into the team and what his role, uh, has been throughout this season and certainly heading into this championship season? Yeah. Sam's been back on his game. You know, he, he had a great freshman year, um, you know, struggled a little bit, uh, obviously his sophomore year just needed to kind of reset, refine his focus and, and what excites him and what, what, you know, get, gives him that, that energy to, to move forward. And, and he, you know, I think once we graduated Mason Hunter, um, cause we've never really had a lot of breaststrokers, you know, and, and a lot of the breaststrokers, you know, sometimes there's, that's it, that's all they do. And, He's someone that has dabbled into it, uh, and we knew he could do it. Um, and when Mason Hunter graduated, we're like, okay, you're, Sam kind of knew, okay, you need me. You need me in the in the in the breaststroke. You need me to be ready for for these relays. And I, I think he kind of took that to heart in in a great way, and and really stepped up for us. Um, he's very versatile, uh, you know, to a point where you know we didn't even put him in the two hundred breasts. We, he didn't really, you know, didn't really train for it at all because um, his freestyle is good. And so um, you know, we almost didn't put him in the two hundred IM. We almost dabbled in the in the fifty free because um, he's a he's a big dude. He's a strong guy. So you know, we knew we needed him in the IM. And um, but you know, I think his outlook this year was. You know, he's always been a really good relay guy too. Like he just he just levels up for relays. He gets more out of his start. Um, but you know, early on, he kind of set the tone that hey, two laps of breaststroke. You know, that medley relay is completely different almost this year. Um, and so, you know, I think he kind of took that opportunity. Hey, next man up, next man available, um, and he kind of ran, ran with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just to to uh, a final in the two IM, a final in the hundred free, again win the B final in the hundred breast, and then slot into those medley relays. Um, it seems seems like a big deal, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, and obviously he's been a huge huge player for you all. But it's been fun to see his progression throughout the season and kind of following you guys. And it's like, okay, he's he is swimming those medley relays, so it seems like that that has worked out well for the team. Definitely. Yeah. You know, and, and the hundred in the morning, he kind of misjudged a little bit, you know, so there was room to improve a good bit at night. And, you know, he kind of knew if, if, um, you know, if he hits it at night, there's going to be a lot more room to move up and win that heat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, which, yeah. Seems like, seems like he did that. Um, 
the, another, you mentioned the, the medley relay and it's been fun seeing you guys play around with Aiden Hayes and Casper Stokowski's roles. We've seen Aiden lead off a lot on that, you, you know, defending champion in the tuner fly can also throw down a very good 50 back. Um, can you tell me a little bit about managing those guys moving through the meet, especially with Casper coming off of uh, world championships in Doha? Yeah, he, he got, wasn't feeling very well. Um, and so, you know, cause he also, you know, Casper did the tuner free for us at one point where like, we need to see where this is because, you know, we feel like this is an 800 free relay that can move back to, 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 you know, battling, you know, in the top couple of, with the top couple of schools. So, um, but he came back and he was a little bit, uh, just not healthy. And I just didn't, I didn't want to press too early with him coming back from Doha. Um, so we left them off, um, you know, both relays, um, cause he was doing butterfly for us on most of the medley relays, mainly because we kind of wanted, you know, when Niels Christangi left, um, we kind of had an opening in the fly. I mean, obviously 19 one is kind of hard to replace, but we needed something to be close. Um, and he's just really powerful. Um, you know, we have a couple flyers that are really powerful and then a couple flyers that are more finesse and, um, Aiden's backstroke start is really good. Um, and so we're like, let's, let's kind of see where this is. And, um, it, it, for Aiden, it's really, if he hits the start or not, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I mean, just managing Casper a little bit through the meet was we, we kind of we, we let him recover. We let him get a little bit healthy, and we kind of built him up. I mean, I he was doing a um, – in the morning, he would go about 3,000 warm-up, um, and then he would go about 2,500, you know, cool down of just aerobic work, let the racing be the quality, and then each day we built him up higher and higher and um to kind of get back going again you know and and i was like look you can be pretty good regardless as long as you're healthy you'll you'll be able to help us and he was all about it and um so it kind of allowed us to finagle a little bit of difference in our relays it allowed us a, a couple different guys to you know we wanted to try some guys in the 800 free relay too um like i i you know arsenio busos has done a couple of 200 frees We're like look this is this could be a good event for you let's let's see where it is and um this was kind of the meat to do it where i felt like we our depth is still good enough that we can compete pretty well i think and so it, it just added a little bit of um opportunities for us to move some people around yeah uh which like yeah like you said the uh the depth is <laughs> is there right it's you guys have no shortage of that acc scoring caliber athlete it seems like on the men's side um uh slotting in freshman daniel deal um mm -hmm. he's can you can you just talk about that addition to the team and and what he's brought in uh in his short time as a as a member of the team not only obviously you know scoring points for you guys at accs but just as a as a teammate on the on the in, in training <laughs> yeah they call him dirty <laughs> dirty Dan. Dirty Dan. I don't think I've called him Dan like for like a couple of weeks. It's just dirty. He comes in the morning for practice. He comes in the door and we're like, what's up, dirty? <laughs> um yeah, I mean, you know, when we during like in recruiting, um, after he had, you know, signed and all this, um, you know, he was it was hard because he's training by himself and in a, a YMCA pool, six lanes. It's a nice pool, but um, 
it was getting hard on him and it was taking its toll on him and his coach was not going to be coaching past December. And so he was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Uh, and he kind of brought up, you know, like, can I go ahead and come there early? I can graduate early. And um, we're like, yeah, I mean, it'd probably be a good idea to, you know, if your coach isn't going to be there and you're swimming by yourself, that's going to be really difficult to do. Um, especially going into an, you know, an Olympic year. Um, and so I, uh, you know, the original plan was, you know, he was not going to race and he was going to train and, you know, get some extra long course pool time because he doesn't have that back home. And we just we quickly found out he he needed excitement. He needed energy. He needed something new. He needed to invest and, and take his mind off, you know, different things that were that were getting hard on him. And so, um you know, he kind of felt that too. And, and he was itching and he's like, I need this, I need this to get going. And, and, you know, we kind of talked with the team a little bit and, um, you know, so it was a great, it was a great addition. I mean, they knew he was a good swimmer. Um, I mean, the, the kid is a great kid. He's so nice. Uh, we learned quickly how coachable he is um, and getting feedback and making changes and trying feedback or trying things to do and, and, so he's very coachable and right out of the gates comes in, works hard. And, um, you know, the, the guys love him and, and I mean, he's pretty chill. He's pretty quiet and pretty laid back. Um, but you know, he does like the race and <laughs> so that's his strength. And so that, you know, we said, you know, yeah, this could be helpful for you to kind of get going and experience this and experience getting going. Because I felt like if, you know, if he, if we did the red shirt, it just it would have been a long time, coming from his club, being by himself and continue to be by himself. It just, um, we just weren't sure if that was going to be the the best decision long-term. And um, we decided to go ahead and get him cranking. And the guy showed, I mean, he can swim a bunch of stuff. We, we tried him in a bunch of different stuff. You know, I mean, we almost put him in the hundred breast, <laughs> you know, but we, we felt like he needed a few more looks in the 200 free and, and the, in, you know, his 200 events. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does a lot more breaststroke for us as well, moving mm -hmm. forward. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is really cool to hear. Cause I can't, I feel like you hear those stories. They're not uncommon of kids swimming, training by themselves or essentially, you know, having, having their coach and they don't have a lot of other teammates to train with, especially someone at that cat of that caliber of athlete. Um, I can't imagine trying to motivate yourself, you know, when you're just training alone. And so that's, that's just great to hear from, from the, the athlete and human standpoint of like, okay, now, it, now he has things to energize him and motivate him. Like you said. Yeah. Cause he had a great, uh, you know, his coach, Brian, I mean, they were doing really well. And, um, you know, over time when it's just those two, it was, it was getting harder, it was getting harder. And, um, you know, when his coach was leaving um, to, to focus more on his other career, it was, he's like, what do I do? And I was like, you know, there's, I mean, there's, because I don't know, I mean, Daniel lives in, in Cumberland, Maryland. I mean, he's kind of in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it, it, there's nothing around him. So it's like to go somewhere, you're like driving an hour and a half just to get to, a, you know, a 7-Eleven or whatever. But, um, you know, it, but I, I think knowing how, well he fit in with our guys uh on like a daily basis it just made it a lot easier and a lot more fun for him yeah 
Yeah, which again, that's that's very cool to hear. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, a, you know, obviously a down moment in the meet was you have Owen Lloyd winning the mile, you have Ross Tant getting second, and then uh, Owen Lloyd ends up getting DQ'd. Um, I'm, I'm talking to him and Ross tomorrow, um, so I'm excited to get their perspective on this. But, I mean, I've already seen Owen, Owen, Owen post about it, and he kind of, I thought he had a very insightful and uh, post great way to rebound. But um, I'm curious about your perspective on it, especially because we saw you talk to him, you know, seconds after this DQ was announced. Um, and just, just your thoughts on, on how that played out and how Owen and the team were able to respond to it. Yeah, it's definitely an unfortunate um, situation, especially the last night uh, of the championships. You know, we were, we had people and in, in great scoring opportunities to win events. We had a lot of great things to look forward to. You know, the first two events, we had a lot of guys in finals. Um, so it kind of took a little bit of the sale out of our guys. Um, I mean, Owen is one of our leaders. He is one of our captains. He is, he is part of the glue of our team. Um, he is a team first guy. Uh, he comes in every day to work hard. Uh, I mean, him and Ross and the group, James, I mean, there's a bunch of them. Uh, they go at it every single day. So the pride and the respect they have for each other is 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 unbelievable. You know, if you're off one day, the other guys win it. You know, and and I can't tell you how many times they've gone back and forth. Um, so I think the the broken heart feeling that the men had for Owen was was my biggest concern. Um, I knew probably Owen would be able to. He's a strong guy, and I knew he's emotional, right? So I knew it would hit him hard. Um, you know, I went through the whole protest, and and I protested three different ways. Um, it's an interesting rule. It's an interesting how they, it's explained. I, I'm not going to really get into all, probably all of that, to be honest. Um, but for me, I you know, I knew I was going to protest. I knew I was going to fill out all the paperwork. I knew I was, but my first, um, act that, that came, I needed to take care of him. He needed to hear positivity. He needed to hear that was his best mile he's ever done. I was this strategically. That was the best mile he's ever done. Um, and I don't really, you know, I don't coach him. Um, you know, Dino coaches, coaches them. And when, when Dino's saying that, um, you know, obviously Dino, uh, has done a great job with that part of our program. I, I just needed to be there for him, um, because I knew it was going to be a, a pretty big test of, a, you know, adversity for Owen to kind of get through because he is a leader and, and, um, so really just embracing him and embracing the swim, embracing, you know, him, you know, Hey, you did get it done. And, um, that was really just my first thing that I felt like I needed to do. Um, Owen and I have a pretty cool relationship. We're pretty sarcastic with each other. We're, we're pretty upfront with each other. Um, you know, my role is not so much a, Hey, here's how we're going to train today. It's, it's more of, Hey, let's get ready. This part is going to help you in life. This part is going to help you be a leader on this team. These things here are going to help you long-term. So that was really kind of how I wanted to handle it because I knew it would rock him. Um, Hopefully I, I was, I was hoping it would be switched over and, and whatever, but like it, you know, 
at this point, you know, it's a learning, it's a learning thing for our entire team. Um, it's a learning event for our coaches. Um, you know, I will be honest. I, I did not tell the team, Hey, if you win something, don't sit on the lane line and fall in. Like I just, I didn't cover that. So shame on me for, for not reviewing all the nuts and bolts that are probably need to be reviewed at, at this point. But, um, I also feel in a way could give him a little bit of a chip on his shoulder heading into the end of the year because he's going to have that next time he swims it in March and um, our team's going to have that. But, uh, you know, the, the team loves him to death. Dino loves him to death. Um, he's a he's a vital part of our, our spirit. And, and that and I think that's what made it hard um, was was that. And um, and you kind of saw the interview that Ross gave. I mean, he and Ross are pretty close. I mean, they're both from the state of North Carolina. They've been with each other for a long time. And so I'm pretty proud of Ross and, and how he handled that. And um, same with James, because, you know, James was over there. And, um, and, and, and kudos to Louisville for helping us. I, I asked the kid, um, Ilya, I was like, look, Ross doesn't, stand, doesn't want to stand on the podium um, on, on first. Are, are you okay if he – after you have your moment, if he stands on there with you. Um, and he was really cool about it. And I told one of the coaches at Louisville that I had asked. And so the moment of respect to Owen was great by the conference, by the, by the people in the event. But, um, you know, at this point, we're going to get ready for NCAA championships in that race and, and have a different outcome. I really appreciate that insight. Uh, you know, cause it's obviously, it was a surprising moment. It was a, yeah, just a, a shocking moment. Um, and so, you know, a, a few days removed from it, it's, it's, it's really nice to get your perspective on all of that. I am curious, did that affect his, his qualification for NC2As? Is he still, is he still qualified? I mean, obviously all the conferences championships aren't done yet, but what is, what, where is he in that right now? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, he did do the A cut, but now since it's not the A right. cut, but he he should be good. I, I think he's ranked pretty high in the four I am. Um, I mean, his mile from the invite is only a few seconds slower, so he's. I don't know if he'll be top eight. I think that time probably would have made would have been a good chance of being top eight. Now he, he probably won't be top eight, but um, he he still has a B cut, and he should be good to go to swim that and, and be good for NCAA's. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, just wanted to confirm that. Um, so then, uh, you know, I, I know I've talked a lot about the men congrats is, is, uh, is this legacy of ACC titles for, for your men, um, something you think about or, or something that you put thought into or, um, stock into when, when uh... you're approaching an ACC championships? I mean, not, I, I really don't usually till like maybe after and when people bring it up, um, like right now. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I am proud of the men and the culture they've sustained. Um, you know, I, I think I remember we won the first time in 15 and, um, I think I remember the next year I was like, things are different now. You have a big target on your back now, you know, no one likes you and, People want to beat you. And so I, I think to be able to do it nine times in 10 years is, is 
pretty cool. Um, I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it compares to what you know Easterling did. I think he won like twelve in a row or something. I mean, he has a bunch, but like, I just, I just, I look at it as um, our alumni group is very prideful and and they're great. Um, I view it as a, a tip of the hat to them and what they've kind of created that we want to sustain as best we can. We want to do our part to to fulfill the journey that they have. And, and we also want to do our part to fulfill an, an opening and opportunity for, for the guys that are going to come through here five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years from now. So, um, you know, I, I, so really each year I, I tell it, it's a new team. It's, it's new guys. Some guys have been there, some guys haven't. So each year has its own moment in time to create whatever they want to end up creating. So I don't, you know, I don't really go into each year, focused on that as much yeah which i think uh at this point having asked so many coaches that i feel like i'm aware of that but i feel like a lot of people maybe aren't or you know can get caught up on it um so for me it never gets old hearing that because i think it's uh if you're just looking at results it's very easy to get caught up in like oh my god nine of the last ten you know they've won this many in a row um but then when you get down to it, you're not, you're not necessarily, that's not the prime focus for you. Um, no. Each year's new year. Yeah. But uh, I am going to ask another question about uh, multiple titles in a row. Catherine Burkoff, five ACC hundred back titles in a row, which, you know, for, for many would be impossible. Um, but just to see her evolve as a, as a sprinter, but also just as a whole athlete um, and to see her get better every year she's been at NC state. Um, and, you know, we've seen it short course, we've seen it long course. Um, can you, can you speak to the athlete and I'm sure the teammate that you've seen her become, especially this year, specifically as a fifth year? Yeah. I mean, seeing her grow over the, the five years has been awesome i mean she's so mature now um you, you know she doesn't get caught up if, if she doesn't have a bad day her freshman year if she had a bad day or took a poor test it would bring her down for two days um you know she's had great teammates and she's brought up great team you know helped her teammates i think that the her relationship with her team is what has really helped her continue to move forward as a person um which you know, has helped her in the classroom. It's helped her in the pool. Um, she's, I think she's been able to create a bigger picture mindset um, more than she ever has. And so, um, you know, this being a unique year with, with trials and it's her last year, she was kind of like, you know, I want to be as best I can for trials, but I also want to embrace my college experience because it's over after this. And so, She's really done a good job with that. And and I think that's kind of helped evolve the sprint side of things when we, you know, I mean, her first year, I think she did the five under free <laughs> the first day of conference. And we, uh, you know, if people look back, she did not have, I mean, we were training really hard. Um, you know, that's the year I think uh, after, I think after ACC's is when COVID rocked. I think that was the year, but um <laughs> So she never really got a, like the the rest period that year, but 
you know, since then she's evolved into the, you know, more of the speed side of things and which she likes, it's more fun for her. She likes training that way. She likes doing that kind of stuff, but, um, seeing her just mature into the woman that she is now, it's pretty cool. The conversations we have are, I think more, you know, the, the honesty, you know, is there it's, you're not having to, you know what you know when she was young and you know she was still kind of getting going you know obviously from montana she was far from home now it's it's really fun to interact with her and and it's it's i mean it's easy um it's just really awesome to see how far she's come and how much of a team player she is and um she even said look i don't i don't like the 200 back but if you if you have me do it i'll do it you know i'd, I'd rather do the 100 free but if you need me to turn it back for the team i'll do it <laughs> and because she just does not like that race um, <laughs> didn't and, she uh, like swim it at a dual meet or something and go like one really fast <laughs> yeah she was one it was her last dual meet and i said <laughs> i was like look if you ever want to do one of these in college ever again you, you only have one more opportunity to do it and that's this weekend and so i put out the lineup for the meet and she only saw herself in the two back and she was like, oh, she was like, all right, I'll do it. And she went out. She forgot how to do it. She went out way too hard. So I think she flipped her first 50 was way too fast. She flipped at 53 one or something. And then she was on the page <laughs> coming home. But she did say, you know, at conference, I'll do it. You know, it, you know, but I was like, nah, I, I want you to have fun doing, you know, it's your last ACCs. Let's have fun. Do what you want to do. And but it's been great. It's, it's, it's a blessing to coach her every single day. She is very sarcastic. She's very witty. She loosely says nothing serious during a workout. So it, she keeps me on my toes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really awesome to hear. <laughs> um, so just, I, you know, you as a coach, you, you're, you're coming off of ACCs. You've, you've got uh, two or three weeks until the NC2A train gets rolling. Um, what's, what is your focus now for the next couple of weeks, um, for, for just you personally, and then also for your staff and for your team? Yeah, I think for me, it's, it, you know, I got home Saturday night by the time we got, I, you know, turned the van in, drove back, <laughs> I had to get up the next morning to not had to, I wanted to, because my older two were swimming in their age group, senior state meet. Um, so I got, I was back at the pool. Luckily the pool there swimming that was right down. It's like a mile, you know, exit off the interstate. So just getting to watch them compete was awesome. Um, you know, carpool duty at night is losing my thing. So soccer prior wrestling is now over. So now it's just soccer for my youngest and, um, you know, basketball, he's in a break. So really just being a dad, um, I, I kind of like this time because right now it's it's we have ncaa people in the water right you know we're we're managing a little bit of the long course with it um like you know catherine yesterday i was like you're not gonna like the kick set but i want you to think june this is a kick set for june not march let's just <laughs> so kind of managing that a little bit I, I want my coaches and the staff to be able to reflect back on a job well done but also now is the time to, to write down the thoughts and analyze where we need to be better um, with, with people that are not moving on or people that are moving on, but we wanted to be better. 
Um, you know, we tried some new things this year and, and some things I thought were great, some things not. Um, and so, but also having them mentally reset as well, you know, picking your, your, your moments, um, of where you can kind of reset, where there are some days where we can kind of combine some kids and a coach can, can get out and go have a dinner and, and get away from it. So really just kind of reset because obviously at NCAAs we're back to being split. So it's, it's two different weeks and, and then there's no break. Right. I mean, so, um, really just trying to manage them from not stepping on the gas a hundred miles an hour every single day. Let's pick and choose. Like today I'm, I'm working from home. Um, and, uh, I'm surprised my dog hasn't come in here barking, but really that's, that's it. And for the team, um, starting to analyze how can we perform better and get and move into scoring potential opportunities in every aspect of, uh, of the meets. And, um, you know, on the men's side, for example, we have a lot of decisions to make regarding events um where are there potential openings that that we see from the from the NCAA which probably aren't much because everything got really really fast this year starting with dual meets right um <laughs> so uh that's really kind of what we're doing yeah do uh, you mentioned you know you you tried some things this year and some things went really well and some things you did you weren't so happy with do you have any examples of of either side of those off the top of your head well, I would say, um, you know, one thing that I liked better this year was a little bit of how we trained. Um, our our di- and this was Dino's idea. Um, you know, you have a distance swimmer, and they're kind of going through the grind of it, right? And they don't get to start resting till later. But it was pretty cool seeing him suit up every Thursday. Um, Thursday is the day where they're hitting five hundred free work. But changing the changing the variable, right? And and he did some things that were different that I I thought really helped the program, um, not just in that race, but them seeing you know obviously some faster times in heavy heavy training, taking advantage of it. Um, you know, I felt like uh, you know we changed a little bit of our kick work up. Um, you know, some of our speed kick that we started uh, a point in the season, we, we delayed it. And that was more a little bit, just trying to keep long course perspective in mind. Um, I don't think our legs were, we just weren't as sharp with our legs. Um, and I, so I think maybe long-term that'll be a good decision, but for, for a lot of people in that position, um, you know, that maybe that was their meat. I, I felt like that kind of hindered us a little bit. So really just managing, okay, we gotta, we gotta separate that a little bit better. Um, but you know, I, 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 you know, I tell the coaches all the time, if we're just going to hit repeat, 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 we're not going to, you're not going to advance. You're not going to, you know, the people are going to adapt pretty quickly to, to what they're doing each time. So we just got to make sure we're picking the changes the right way and putting them in the right spot. So those are just kind of two things I would, that you know, stick out in my head. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I appreciate that that way of thinking um because as we saw especially this year um i feel like college college swimming is evolving um and you were you got to be a part of that you guys mm-hmm. hosted a dual meet where they had a lot of speed and a lot of fun um can you tell me about how how the meet went overall especially just being a little removed from it you know what what your takeaways from that 
dual meet with Texas was. Yeah, I I mean, they started it. I mean, last year when we went to Texas and they had the big blow up um, <laughs> Devo, 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 Devo. <laughs> um, they had the music, they had the lights. Um, you know, I kind of told Carol, um, I was like, okay, we got to, we can't just go back to a normal dual meet. <laughs> I was like, our lights can do pretty cool stuff. I'm like, let's change it up. And so, um, you know, we we threw out the all the ideas. Obviously, if you do a whole, if you do a whole dual meet of events, you just it's just, it's just too long for the spectators. So we're like, I told, I asked them, I was like, are you caught? Are you guys good with some of these ideas of just just turn up the volume a little bit louder, see what happens? And you know, John Mason came in, who is you know all the World Cups, World Championships, European Championships. I mean, he is. He's the guy on TV that, that's doing the interviews and he was all up in the stands and the lights on and off and the sparks, obviously, before the, the relays, um, you know, and then we cleared the deck. We didn't have anybody on deck. So the fans had just the deck. It was like, you know, trials, right, where there's no one on deck. Mm-hmm. So we were in the stands. Texas was in the stands and we had the kids were throwing out. So even Texas was doing it, too. They were throwing out T-shirts after the races because we had the, the swimmers after the races walked the long way around so they got to go so all the kids are sitting on the railing getting high fives from all the athletes and and so it, it really is nice when you have a team like texas that embraces that too and they wanted to partake in it and and our team was all about it so i think the next year is is when we go back to texas like now what do we do <laughs> we gotta have the swimmers come in from zip lines or something <laughs> Um, it was just, yeah. it was great for our team to have that much fun. But the best part was I had so many parents, age group coaches. Uh, the We had a professor who comes to all of our meets for engineering. He sent me this email like, my kids had so much fun. And, you know, and that, and that was, that was worth it. And so, and then when you do that environment, people are going to go fast. I mean, I'm the two free. I mean, I think we had... Luke was like Luke Hobson was like 131 and we had there was like three guys at 132 it was like um okay it just shows you the power <laughs> the power of emotion in a meet and i i i think the NCAA you know the women's meet was a little bit you know they had the DJ a little bit but they have got to learn from this like just by doing those things people just perform better than what they thought they could just because they're in the moment we could definitely do it yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, it's so cool to see these sprout up. I remember being at the Texas NC state meet last year. I think someone went a one third, I, one or two people went one thirty ones or one thirty twos in the two free, but you know, it's like just you, the, the energy is palpable. And again, it, it gets people out of their head. It gets them in, in a fun, in a fun way, in a fun mm-hmm. spirit. And then they can go out and perform. Right. Without the, without the pressure, without being in their own head. Yeah, it was fun. We want to do it again. I mean, I, you know, we, the next meet was our senior meet. We didn't, we didn't have all the hoopla, but, you know, one of our coaches, Kevin Happ, he ordered this big black tunnel that we had. <laughs> we introduced our seniors instead of doing like, we do a senior breakfast the mm-hmm. next morning where it's intimate in a, in an auditorium where we honor our seniors. But during the meet, I don't, I don't like, you know, meet your parents, have the video. Like, I just, I just, let's get ready for the meet, 
right? But let's mm-hmm. still highlight the seniors somehow. We Our seniors are always in different color caps. But this year, we had them come out with the lights off, sparks under through that tunnel, and it was dark. And we introduced them like a starting NFL lineup. And it, and that and they had fun with that. So we're going to keep that. That was fun. Yeah. yeah just keep keep doing fun with it. Well, well Braden, um, I appreciate talking to you and your insight. I appreciate the way you think because I think it's moving swimming forward. And uh, again, as a fan, I for one am, am all about that. So thank you for awesome. taking the time to talk today. I, I, yeah. Thanks for having me, Coleman. I appreciate it. Good seeing you. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.